0: This is the Vessels Podcast brought to you by Ask Us Why Christian Apparel. We live in a day and age where every opinion, ideology, and philosophy is at the touch of a button. But actual truth, truth only found in God by revelation of His Word, is what can bring us true life and fulfillment that we were created for. And this podcast exists to help you navigate those day to day challenges that we face with a biblical and youthful perspective that brings you guidance and clarity. In a world of confusion and distraction that ultimately should bring you closer to Jesus. We hope you love this podcast. And with that being said, let's get to (laughs) it. gentlemen we are back in the lion's den live back at it again with my friends christian connor and ali who is mocking me do you appreciate i don't appreciate that (laughs) do you appreciate (laughs) that do you appreciate that and then connor who always comes right at the moment i mess up with something and always calls it out every Every time time. which i appreciate because i do that for a lot of people too so it's just a little bit of taste my medicine learned how, like how you'll,
1: we? you'll try to talk over your voice cracks and i'll be like no go back to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh
0: how we doing today folks how we feeling see these thumbs two thumbs
2: hey uh,
1: that was i was like where's he going with this yeah.
3: that's good that means i'm good
1: i'll tell you how connor's doing it's hot outside so no,
2: but it evens one. but he's also wearing a jacket. So cuz I thought it'd be cold in here, you know.
0: Yeah. Which is weird cuz it should be colder in here. Right? It, it, it does is. feel weird. Like it's 69 degrees in here.
1: Connor's favorite temperature. <laughs> <laughs> what? His face are talking about the second the difference I... Between no, it,
0: it's not what you said, it's how you looked. Oh. It was it was it was gold. It was comedy right there uh so that's how connor's doing how are you doing allie
1: pretty good because the son's one so that means Connor's doing good mm-hmm. so good over here you know what they say
3: i have a nickname
1: what do they happy say husband, allie. oh wait was that for
3: you
2: wife. were you trying to raise your hand or were you yeah, trying it was? <laughs> high five that, no, no, you no, weren't no, trying to yeah. high five that's the key oh. that's that's it
1: it's it not both? happy no it's not happy wife happy life it's happy husband it happy wife uh, happy <laughs> life
2: there's three things there. yeah
1: Yeah, because happy husband, happy wife, happy wife, happy life. It's like a combo. You
0: guys came up with a new nickname? Because he's not throwing up a tantrum.
1: What? What's my new nickname?
3: West Valley Alley. West (gasps) Valley Alley?
1: That's pretty good. And I
3: think you should create some sort of alter ego.
1: Okay.
3: Like, oh no, it's West Valley (laughs) Alley.
0: You should have something happen. (laughs) You should base it off of um, (laughs) uh, Chanel West Coast. You know who that is? No. No, do you guys know who that is?
2: No, the girl from uh, Ridiculousness.
0: Yeah, Ridiculousness. Oh. Rob Deardex girl. Oh no, she's always on Valley the show. She's like,
2: ha, ha, ha. that's <laughs> yeah. just
0: her on the couch the entire time.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. With like, the different colored hair. Yeah, yeah. She's,
0: she's always giving a fashion statement. That's West Valley Alley. But that's yeah. West Valley Alley. You're just gonna come come in with like cut hair and purple like
1: streaks. Sparkly yeah. streaks. Yeah,
0: sparkly purple streaks and fake tattoos. Okay, all over or real yeah you can full send it okay unless you're a chicken and it should say <gasps> west valley oh alley are we talking on a shirt or <laughs> yes oh
1: th- <laughs> <laughs> we were still talking about tattoos and i was like um <laughs> <laughs> no, that, Remi, you'd probably only be able to say the words west
0: <laughs> no remy just gave me an easy out <laughs> i did <laughs> <laughs> save the day that's gonna be our next shirt we're gonna drop just yes. be on the lookout <laughs> for that west valley alley well, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a good day because the Suns didn't lose. Otherwise, Connor over here would be throwing a tantrum like a little boy. We wouldn't
1: be here. Like a little
3: boy.
2: <laughs> we wouldn't
1: be here. Mm. I would have stayed
0: home. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone would
0: have been grounded.
2: And I would have said, Allie, make up an excuse for me, please.
1: Uh-huh. Allie,
0: say I'm throwing up all over the place. Allie, say that the apartment caught on fire. <laughs> Allie, em. say that there's... That one's kind of believable. I is.
1: tend to burn things.
0: Mm. Or there's just fire alarms all the time in your guys' building.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah. So anyways, we are talking today about the difference between a boy and a man. And the reason why is because I made two posts on our social feeds. Oh, God. About, oh my gosh, this was like four months ago. Yeah, it was a while. Maybe a while ago. It was a while. And uh, the first one was the topic, the difference between a boy and a man. And then the follow-up one was the difference between a girl and a woman. And both of those posts have like still to this day did have done way better than any of our other posts. So for whatever reason, it's a popular topic people. I don't know if it was cause it was throwing some major heat. At,
1: at, it was, it, <laughs> I mean, it was, kinda was,
0: I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I write these things just without trying to like have an emotional guard up or, like filter for the things I say. I'm just like, nah, I'm just calling them out. So I get I get backlash sometimes. Uh, but anyways, these uh, did really well and I figured it'd be a fun little topic for us to talk about kind of in this uh, topic of relationships. I think the biggest thing is that uh, when we're trying to figure out or understand the difference between a boy and a man in this context, obviously our demographic is like college students, maybe high school students. And I think that this does relate a lot to when we're looking for someone to marry to be in a relationship with because you want to know what you're signing up for and clearly you don't want to be signing up for a boy or a girl uh you want to be striving after someone that's either a man or woman of god so uh floor is your guys's what is the difference what are your, what are your guys' thoughts on the difference between a boy and a man what are things that boys do that men don't
3: i think i think we should first just we should say what culture thinks a man is Ooh, um, all right and so i guess i can start us off i think here. therefore i am i think therefore i am i think that culture defines a man as i think you can picture it in your head what it looks like so someone who's minimum six feet tall oh um, absolutely <laughs> someone who looks like connor right right tattoos possibly correct really cool hair mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. sense of fashion and mm-hmm. style um we're looking good so far someone who makes <laughs> six <laughs> I have figures a minimum. lot of money <laughs> Uh, that's where we where
2: drop off <laughs> um,
3: tough. I think there's like a like a I don't I don't care about other people sort of vibe. Mm. There's like um ultra manly man. We've we've talked about these sorts of things in, in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um there's uh y- you got James Bond, you know, in the mix there. Mm. Um for some people it's their definition of a manly man is is in like pop culture and and rap and stuff like that, which is like you get all the girls, you have all the money, you have all the cool cars, really big house, and you basically do whatever you want, whenever you want, including drugs. So cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So cool. (laughs) So cool. So yeah, I think that's, that's a big part of what a man is in culture. Um, Something that is, uh, given a scale to like you can you can say oh he's like a a level like he's a 10 or like he's an 8 or he's a 5 and like you judge that you know a lot of, it's subjective but generally people have an idea in their mind already of like oh this is what a 10 is or this is what that is so right um culturally it's it's a subjective standard that that the culture overall defines as like this is what a man is and it changes depending on was influencing the culture at the time
0: if you had to think of each of you guys had to think of the manliest man on the planet, ryan reynolds you you'd say ryan reynolds jokingly
2: jason momoa
0: jason momoa yeah okay actually for those who don't know that's aquaman the guy who played aquaman Allie.
1: connor Let's See, that's, good answer that's, <laughs> good answer <laughs> uh no second option thor chris chris <laughs> <Hemsworth>. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah I think it's important though you what you said um right at the end there is like how like a culture's definition of a man will change yeah. based on culture and mm-hmm. that's like the like where we foundationally should start like with um like how the bible you know describes a man which is unchanging mm-hmm. um because that's what we strive for is to be like Christ and Christ was unchanging and all of those things and so right there off the bat you already have a difference between those two things of the way that, uh, the world describes a man in the way that, um, the word of God does. And I think that's hugely important to understand because a lot of the times you can also like, you know, think about age as a way to, you know, from a boy becoming a man, um, which I would say, you know, a good percentage of, of that, like is actually, you know, accurate because, you know, y- your brain doesn't develop until, you know, your mid twenties. And so, that's also really helpful because, you know, when you're in high school, you might look like a man, you might be, you know, star on the football team, you know, six foot, you know, however, um, you might even have, you know, all the ladies, all that stuff. But um, your spiritual life and your emotional life and your in- emotional intelligence could be still as a boy. And so it's just, I think, important to understand that the Bible's mostly looking inside in how we describe a man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We even like Connor and I listened to a podcast on the way over here and the two things that like stood out to me when it said like how to like know, like if like, you know, if you're talking to a woman or like a man um, or like a girl and a woman, boy and man um, is to like look directly and like listen to their speech um, and like the words that leave their mouth. Cause like obviously we all know um, that's like a direct reflection of like what's inside their heart. Um, but then too, like the one that shocked me, I don't, I don't mean like it shocked me, like it's a new idea, but more of like, this isn't thought of, cause I feel like speech is, um, but it, they said how to, pers- how much they pursue purity, especially for a man. And I thought that was so interesting. And then it went into like dating, how it's like a newer idea and how like, I don't know. It was just really cool to hear that because I feel like that is a really good way to know like, okay, is this a boy or is this a man? Like. He could look like Jason Momoa all day long. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Jason <Mimosa>. Momoa. <laughs> Jason Mobamba. Um, but as long as he's like, like, genuinely look at is he pursuing purity? Because I feel like that's something that people, especially nowadays, tend to throw underneath the rug. They're like, nobody's a virgin anymore. What do you mean? Like, people just tend to not even think of that. So I don't know. I just like those two things. They stood out a lot.
3: That's good. Um, yeah. What, I have a question for you, Allie. Yes. How would you say there are um, things that you've seen as like a pattern that girls tend to look at as, oh, this is like a manly characteristic, but in reality it isn't? I don't know if you have anything like that off the top of your head.
1: I do. And it's really shallow. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, it has to do with attractiveness. Not them necessarily being like a really like hot guy, but how many other girls think they're attractive? Mm-hmm. Um, social media has become a really big big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, typically like girls are like, okay, this guy gets a ton of girls like all day long, but like the moment he thinks I'm attractive, that means I'm a 10 because he's a 10. Mm-hmm. So they start putting their worth into this person and like how they perceive them. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing I've seen. Um, my, a lot of my friends aren't that stupid, um, but in passing there, there's moments of weakness. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Can we,
0: can we, a lot of my friends aren't that stupid. <laughs> Cause like you have I a few mean, friends that are pretty stupid. I do. Oh,
1: <laughs> As we all do. They just have moments of weakness.
0: Just, like, right. I just love the way you described that. You're like, not all my friends are that stupid, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like I have some that, um, sometimes have those moments of weaknesses more than others a lot of my friends are really okay with their singleness and like their walk but some are seeking that like next guy that's like super hot and um, whether that's because the boyfriend they just broke up with like really hurt them and now they're like okay well that guy was like a five minimum i'm going for is a 10 like mm-hmm. um, but i'd say that is like the number one thing because we're just we women are typically just looking for that like hot guy yeah. regardless of what's inside or how they talk or like what they want to do to you later. Like it's mainly like, okay, is he attractive? Cause like then it's someone I can talk about. Like it's a name, like name brand, right? Like I'm wearing Walmart leggings or Lululemon leggings automatically or cooler. If you wear Lulu, same thing if like, Oh, I'm like dating this guy or I'm dating this guy. Like,
3: yeah. So would you, would you say that, um, men, according to the world's definition of that are, like worldly men are more attractive to girls who are insecure and seeking like affirmation from guys instead of from the Lord.
1: I would say yes.
3: And godly guys are less attractive to them.
1: That's a hard one to say, but I'd say yes. Um, I wouldn't say attracted to, I guess I would say the go they to, give. Yeah. yeah, the attention they give. Cause like, I don't think they're attracted to them. I don't, I don't think they'd marry them. That's mm-hmm. what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. But I do think, they take that opportunity to get what they need and have their needs fulfilled. They're not looking to like fulfill their needs like the other person's. It's a mm. selfish thing. Interesting. Yeah.
2: I think of uh, I think of Barney from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, God. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> the manliest man? No, like the person who, you know, he is. He wasn't
0: 6'2", so he's disqualified. Yeah.
2: But he's an attractive guy, wears suits all the time, you know. Um, I don't know how old he is in the show, at least thirty or something. But I, I would say he was more like forty. Yeah. But he's like a child, like a boy, like with his intentions with girls and like how he acts and the way that he thinks and like how uncommitted he is to, you know, pretty much everything in his life. And so like from the outside you would look at him and be like, Oh, he has a you know, good job or whatever. He has nice clothes, he has a really nice apartment. Um, he's an attractive person, but like Um, I think that's a big reason why, you know, when we're talking about boys, like, that's why a lot of stuff is so shallow with them is because they don't, they probably understand that that's, that they're shallow, and so they don't want people to go any deeper than that, you know, top layer. They just want everybody to see the outside layer of them. And so, I think another big, um, big way to to see, you know, the difference between a boy and a man is what they're committed to, Um, you know, most of all like the, the word of the Lord and, you know, obedience to being disciplined to what all of that has to do um, like in a Christian's life and the way they walk in purity and in speech, you know, and self-discipline and all of those things. Um, And also like letting people see those of our vulnerable sides of you, like not putting off um, only the perfect, you know, portrait of yourself and being able to have people in your life that can see what's wrong with you and are pushing you to be better in those things.
0: I like that you brought up Mm -hmm. vulnerability because I was going to ask about that Cause nowadays it's like really encouraged for guys to be vulnerable. But I would say that, I don't know. I guess I would, I would ask like, where do we draw the line with vulnerability with guys? Cause I feel like we kind of went on the, the opposite side of the spectrum. Cause we talked about on the podcast of toxic masculinity, where it's seen as toxic when guys are too tough, when they act way too tough to be able to like share emotions and that kind of stuff. Um, which like we already talked about that, but we would say that, obviously you you don't want to act too tough but you also like we're seemingly being uh, influenced to be way more vulnerable and way more emotional and now I kind of see like a downhill of guys are struggling nowadays to know what it means to be a man because they're being influenced by society to like be vulnerable and to be emotional and to cry more and to like embrace your emotions is there a line for guys for where we need to draw when it comes to like embracing our emotions and like our vulnerabilities, like obviously it's good to do those things, but like where where is like where is the line for that kind of stuff?
2: I think the best question to ask is why. Like why why is that person being vulnerable? Is it because they do want help like from their brothers in Christ around them to become a better um, you know man of God, or is it because you know they want to be politically correct or anything like that? Um, they want people to see, um, you know, that they're, they're being vulnerable so they can get more attention, anything like that. Like, why, why are you doing the things that you're doing? Where are your intentions? Are they aligned with the, um, you know, how Jesus lived or are they aligned with, you know, what the world is describing you as you're supposed to be?
0: Yeah. Well, I would, I would say with that though, that guys, I mean, more often than not, they're being just taught that that's the new normal. So I don't think that sometimes guys are intentionally doing it because they want attention or because they want um, the affection of those things. But I think that guys are uh, learning that those things are good, but I think that it's being normalized for guys to just like let that be natural, for them to just share and be a lot more emotional about things. So like on top of that... Like, do you mean like they're forcing themselves to cry in front
3: of people sort of thing?
0: Uh, I don't know if I would necessarily say like forcing, but definitely going out of their way to do something that doesn't maybe feel natural to them, if that makes sense. Like, because mm. guys naturally, we're, we just, we're not as emotional. That's just like how we are. Like, I don't know the science fully behind it, but I, I understand that like biologically, like women and men are different when it comes to like how we yeah. respond to things. Um, but like, it seems like there's a growing movement where, uh, guys need to like step off this pedestal of being because this kind of goes into like what we talked about before with um, like egalitarian versus complementarian. Is that like guys are called to lead the household and are called to be strong, especially in in you know circumstances and situations where you need to be. I mean, like for I guess one example, I don't know if this is a good example or not, but when I think of the military, when I think of like those movies like Act of Valor or Thirteen Hours or these kind of movies, um, when you're in war and you know something happens and you lose a friend or something like that you don't get to mourn you don't get to just sit there in your emotions and like bask in it and sit in that like you have a mission you have something that you need to be focused on finishing before you get to do those things and so you kind of have that kind of influence where it's like you know don't ever cry about these things and so guys suppress those emotions and so you guys you have these guys that are kind of hiding behind a curtain of like, hurt and pain, but then on the other side, you have guys that are, like, way too vulnerable and emotional, and they can never seem to keep their act together because they're constantly, you know, crying or uh, can't stay committed or um, whatever. Does that kind of make sense?
3: Yeah, I, I guess I can see what you're saying. I just can't think of any anyone in my life that's like that. I just, I see yeah. it a lot
0: via social media. So it's not that I see it with people that are mm-hmm. closer to me, but I see that there's just this growing influence for guys to like embrace vulnerability and to embrace, embrace the emotional side. Um, but that's just where I was just trying to ask the question of if we had like an answer of, you know, where do we draw the line with where we need to be strong and in, in like our position as being a man of like a household versus knowing when it's okay to be vulnerable and to like be emotional So, I mean, it kind of ties into your why of like, why are you doing those things? But I think for guys, sometimes we're conflicted with, am I supposed to act tough right now or am I supposed to be vulnerable? Am I supposed to like be emotional?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it really depends on the situation, but I think that you can do both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, I can be vulnerable, like, like say during my parents' divorce, I can be vulnerable with my sister and be like, Hey Carly, like. Like, this is devastating. I'm so sad. And we can, like, literally cry together. Yeah. And then, and then right after that, I can be like, "All right, this is what we need to do. Or, you know, A, B, C, or D. So, I think that, you know, I'm sure there's, there's guys who will, who who will do the, the emotional, like, the crying thing, and then they won't take the steps afterwards to, to initiate or lead, you know, progress progress from those emotions, like because after after you express something that's like emotional i think typically um for guys we're very like problem oriented want to solve things we we express it and then we're like okay how are we going to change this that's kind of our mo for girls it's different they'll express what they're feeling and that will be in and of itself like part of their healing process but for guys it's i think it's the action afterwards would you yeah. agree with that ally
1: yeah and like even more so to like prove your like not proof but like go along with your point too is like when women say like we want a manly man but we also want a guy that's like not afraid to cry there's truth in that but also talk to anyone no we don't want to cry baby mm-hmm. <laughs> like no, yeah. one, no one wants to like there's a difference between like crying with me and then crying like on your own like stuff like that but i think what women mean by that is like obviously the link example i have is like connor but like you know i've only re- ever seen him cry twice that doesn't mean he was only sad twice in his life mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what women want like we want to know that you have the ability your tear ducts do in fact work mm-hmm. um <laughs> just because it shows like an intimate level um not like between me and him intimacy but like him to me like mm-hmm. that he can come forth and like lay something at my feet um, regardless of what it is like knowing that like it stays there, that like we're going to get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like all too often, like Grammy said, there is that misconception like, yeah, like men feel your emotions, blah, blah, blah. Then you do have these guys that you're just like, hey, like can we like suck it in? Like I can't go to work and cry, neither can you. Like you need to hold it back. Like we're in a place, this isn't the right time or place. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean it is hard because like men can cry and then like you said, be like, right, let's do this. When women cry, we are, it's bye. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call, don't text, I'm out of office. Um, but I feel like that's why God made us so different mm-hmm. is because like when a guy cries to me, it's like stop all production. Like this is a big deal. Like when Connor cries, I'm like, hold on, let me record this. Like this never happened. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's a like moment to me that like he is hurting.
2: Right. And like it yeah.
1: rocks my world because he's very slow to anger. So to get upset, whereas I cry just because I'm like, my eyebrows look weird today. And, like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. So, but that's why God made us different. Cause Connor, if Connor was as emotional as me would never work. We wouldn't get anything done. No, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very true. Um, I you're think I literally cried last day. night because I was like, "I'm ugly," and you were like, "What?" And I was like, "I'm fine. I just need to cry." And you were like, "What?" Like that logic is never there for a guy. A guy's not like, "I just need to cry, then I'll be good." But girls yeah. are like, "I'm just so stressed. <laughs> Once I cry, I'll be <laughs> fine." <laughs> like, imagine if a guy came up to you and he's at the gym. He's like, "I just need to get cry really quick. Hold on <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <you're> like what? <laughs> But I hope that answers your question. Like yes, like it's good to be vulnerable. And um, but I also love what Connor said because there is such a thing as like emotional and like manipulation in that. Mm-hmm. Like a guy will pretend to be emotional just to get a hug, which is gross. But guys can do that. Girls can too. Like I feel like we're even more emotionally manipulative than guys are because we're better at turning it on and off than a guy is. You know. I hope that answers. I agree.
0: Yeah, I guess. So here's another example yeah. coming from my personal life growing up. Yeah. So growing up, I got bullied a lot in like elementary school slash like middle school, even a little bit of high school. Um, and like, you know, the phrase like sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Words will never hurt me. Words. Yeah. Words will never hurt me. Uh, You know, you would say that and think that that's true. But at the same time, like those things hurt me yeah. all growing up. But never did I take that emotion that I was feeling and like actually cry about it Mm -hmm. and uh, like express my hurt. I just bottled all that up because I believed growing up that I just needed to get over it because you hear that a lot from people is, you know, something happens to you, you get offended, someone hurts your feelings, someone like says something to you and they tell you like, get over it. And that that's where like I I'm trying to like find the distinction or at least just like trying to. Um, better understand is when to just get over something and be like, overlook the offense, like get over it. Stop being so emotional about this mm. versus other times where it's like, okay, I understand like that is pretty hard. Like you are pretty hurt from that. Cause I think that that's where I in my personal life have had to like struggle and wrestle with is when does something happen that's hard that I just need to suck it up. Or when like girls say, they say like put your big girl boots on, right. Or big something girl like pants. big girl pants on stuff like that where it's like, like wipe the tears (laughs) off your face, put your big girl pants on and just like get over it and move on kind of thing. It's same with guys. It's like, okay, sometimes you just need to learn to get over it and move on. But I do 110% agree that vulnerability is like something that is like when you look at the spectrum, there's obviously like the extremists that are the most vocal about their opinions. But then like the the vast majority of people that kind of hold to that moderate view that like guys do need to be more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They need to like, learned that hey, it is okay, okay to cry. Like when you're going through hard times, it is okay to be like that. And especially within the church, the number one struggle that guys have is we want to act like we have our life together, that we, you know, don't live in sin or that we don't have any kind of sins that we're struggling with. And that we're a leader and we want guys to like look up to us. But that was the hardest thing is that Like learning how to be vulnerable and confess my sins to another guy and say like, hey, I know that things look perfect on the outside, but like inside I'm really struggling. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff is like a huge distinction between a boy and a man is like boys are going to pretend to be tough that entire time and they're going to say, no, I'm good. Never struggled. Never had any of those things. And that makes it really hard for other people to connect with them because it's like, well, it sounds like you've never struggled in your life with anything. So why would I ever come to you about stuff? <laughs> like, cause it sounds like you're not going to connect with me. And, uh, there's, there's empathy and then there's compassion. And I think that there's, uh, that's like a whole topic that I'm still trying to better understand because apparently mm-hmm. from what I've heard, empathy is something we've like established or created within the last maybe a couple hundred years. I don't know exactly. But it's not found in the Bible, but compassion is found in the Bible. I read over and over that Jesus has compassion on the crowds who are constantly flocking to him because he sees them as a, a sheep with no shepherd. Um, but just like learning the difference on when, you know, to have compassion and to to empathize and like not being able to receive that if you can't show that you're also going through things in life that you are struggling and having a hard time, whatever it is.
1: And I feel like that's also like to go with your point, like that's another good character quality of like, is he a man? Yeah. Um, because a man would never just like openly like. Obviously, you're thinking like, why is this girl crying? Get over it. Mm-hmm. And Connor would say those things to me when we were dating. he would be like, oh my god, get over it, because it's like I just would sit there <laughs> and cry. Um, but like changing his verbiage to like, okay, like let's you're you're gonna be okay instead yeah. of let, get over it. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between the two. Totally. Uh, but I feel like that's a really good way of knowing that is like, is he having compassion for you? Or is he saying things like, oh my God, like rolling his eyes. Right. Because you don't want to be like, yeah, Jesus literally still cares. You know, when I cry because my nail is broken, you know, Jesus yep. isn't like, oh my God, not again. Like he's, he doesn't do that. So why would I want my husband or why would anyone want their future husband and mm-hmm. treat them like that?
0: Yeah. hundred percent agree. <laughs> Let me read a couple of the uh, ones that I wrote down. I read these and I haven't read this thing in a while. Uh, so it's kind of funny cause when I just started thinking of ones to write down in my personal notes, I was like kind of at a, like at a stop and I was like, I don't know what to write. And then I went and read these and I was like, wow, these actually are pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, well, I didn't like uh, a little pat to myself. I didn't anticipate that, um, like these are things that I would write, but I did nonetheless. Uh, so one of the things that I wrote was, uh, boys, boys blame, but men own up. And, uh, and obviously, I think that these can go. Sometimes sometimes I get the weirdest complaints of people being like, why is this directed towards this gender? And it's like, okay, like we can play this <laughs> game all day long if like, both sides can do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let that be out there on the table that just because it says that, like, oh, boys blame and men own up doesn't mean that girls don't blame or that they can't or whatever. It's like, this can go both ways. But this is just what I wrote. That was just my message to the haters. Boys blame, men own up. Another one was uh, boys take care of themselves first. Men put others uh, first. Another one is boys like options. Men like commitment. That one's huge because I heard one time from uh, a much older person than me that's been married for well over a decade that she said that if if a guy has been dating you, oh my gosh, I can't remember the number, but I think it was like if a guy's been dating you for over, like a couple of years and hasn't shown signs that he wants to like marry you, then it just means he's looking for better options. And he's probably looking for a way out, which I don't know how true that is, but I kind of agree with it to some point where it's like, well, a lot of the times if a guy is like afraid of committing, he's usually looking for a better option. And that better option might not be another girl. It could just mean a better option, like path of life kind of thing like that. But commitment is like scary. And usually it's a game of dating in high school of just date someone, dump them, date another person, dump them. And so when it comes to like, oh, I have to settle for this person, it's like freaks guys out. Well, but, and this uh, might be
1: like really controversial. But here's the Hit thing. us with it. Here's the thing. If someone disagrees with what Remy just said about like if, it, like if he was a real man, he would just commit. It's probably because you are the girl in that relationship who's been dating a guy <laughs> for seven years and you don't have a ring on your finger. And deep down, you're pissed. Deep down, you want that ring. Mm. So don't be mad at Remy, <laughs> just because <laughs> your boyfriend won't get down on knee. That's all I want to say.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we already talked about it, but boys are uh, boys act tough. Men are vulnerable. And then I said boys submit to no one. Men submit to God. Those are the the main ones that I, I talked about in here. But a, a question that uh, I wanted us to kind of talk about is it seems like from a girl's perspective, when you read that these are the things that men should be doing and you start looking around. Now, granted, if you're at GCU, which this kind of makes this sometimes make things hard when like our community and what we're used to is like GCU. And, you know, a bunch of believers and a bunch of these studly guys like we're seeing the better end of that. But for people that go to, like, an ASU or, like, a U of A or to, like, a a public college or a public high school and that kind of stuff, like, it's a way different um, situation. But I would assume, and from what I've experienced from even being in, in, you know, public school, is that it seems like there is a lot more boys than there are men today. And my question to you guys is, why do you guys think that is? Like, why do you think that there are a lot more boys today than there are men? And I would say that that also includes those within the church like boys as well not just like in society but also like within the church it seems like there are a lot more boys than there are men uh, or maybe uh, maybe counter it i have an opinion
1: yeah i think the church has because i can't speak about anything else but like the church has really dropped the ball because you were homeschooled right correct no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um the church has really like dropped the ball on that one i think mm. um just because like I've never, I've genuinely never had a sermon where the pastor is like, girls, keep your sh- pants and shirts on. And I've never had a sermon where they're like, men be like, boys, this is your call to be a good man. Here's your call to like, pursue women properly. I've never heard that church service. Um, So it's as hard as that is to say, like, because obviously I, I can't attend every church service ever. But if like a part of that is the church's fault to an extent, because mm-hmm. they can't, you know, they can say the words all they want, but that doesn't mean someone's going to receive it. Yeah, But that's my take on it, I, is like in the church, because obviously like ASU, I can't, what, you want to interrupt me?
2: <laughs> no, I was going to, I thought you were done. <laughs> you no, thought okay. you were done, so he, he went started to talking, he and then you
0: kept going, he was like. Oh, oh. do go you ahead. have an
1: opinion, though?
2: Um, Allie, were you done? Go ahead.
1: Well, um, my opinion changes the topic a little bit. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, like, if you're looking for like a good, like Christ-loving man, um my friend skylar like goes to asu and she's like there's just no good guys here and i was like well where are you looking because if you're just mm. walking around asu campus mm-hmm. woo, like good luck <laughs> that's tough
0: <laughs> ouch to anyone that's listening that's from asu
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but like genuinely like if you're at an asu frat party like <clears throat> what do you think you're gonna find um Chad. obviously around take your pick um but like Go to like church groups, like go to youth groups because there are plenty. There are, ASU has tons of church ministries there. Yeah. Like go to those things. But it's hard because even then, Chad and Brad still exist. Even at GCU. Yeah. Chad's, Brad's. They out here. They out here. Kyle's. They're
2: Kyle's at GCU. Kyles.
0: I see. Uh, Tyler. Just a quick thought. I see, <laughs> I see a lot of memes out there Christians. which kind of speak to truth. It's like the Christian, epic Christian memes and those kind of pages mm. where they'll say, like, I'm just looking for, you know, a godly man and someone who, like, strives after the Lord. And then it'll show a picture of, like, a dweebus and, like, a nerd. And it's, like, the one single guy at your church. And it's just, <laughs> like, that's yeah. what you have to settle with. And yeah. you're like, no, God, <laughs> send yeah. me someone else. yeah And I, I think- feel like that's a perspective that girls have about guys.
1: Well, girls also, like, have this perspective. Prof- perspective of like well i think he's cute and he's like a really good guy but like he's not pursuing me Mm -hmm. and that's where it gets so tricky sticky icky because it's like well dating is so gross and like it it's so different Mm -hmm. in so many different ways like there's so many different like shapes and sizes of it so like how does it how is a girl supposed to make it work when like she's like well this guy's really great you don't text me back but like is that just him guarding his heart or does he think i'm ugly like i don't know (laughs) It's one or the other. <laughs> That's where lengthening your are. patience, yeah. yeah, don't lower your standards, Anyways,
2: comes in. What I was gonna say earlier Period. was, I think a big reason why there seems like there's so many more boys than men, and I think it's probably true, um, is because I think most most of the time we have this excuse with with boys becoming men and like like letting them kind of off the hook um, because we we call it like a season of their life. Almost, mm-hmm. it's like oh they'll they'll grow out of it. They'll become in at some point. When it's like, that's huge. That's yeah. Obviously, if you know if they're fifteen, you're not going to force them to become. You know they're they're literally figuring out figuring out their identity and who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're twenty five, you know, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> but they're if so, they're forty, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to put an age on it, but you know what I mean. Like, there's a point where they need to start start taking responsibility and also the people around them need to be holding them accountable. And I think that part of holding people accountable, holding boys accountable, who should be men at this point, like yeah. that part is lacking. And that's why it feels like there's so many more. Cause then it's also like, if there's boys surrounding boys, it's like neither one of them, you know, if they want to be boys, they're going to. Yeah. And so it's like, they're not going to call another guy out for, for not being a man because they don't want the same thing you know, them called out for the same thing. So it's just like a echo chamber of, we're just going to be immature until we feel like we don't want to anymore.
1: That was good.
0: Yeah. There's like probably five or six different things I wanted to, to talk on those points. But, uh, so real quick, then, uh, you guys might have a different answer in your head, but like, what age do you guys think oh, is when guys need to start acting like men? When do you guys think it's a reasonable expectation? Cause I could make the claim that in other countries it's as early as like 10 years old, but then somewhere like here or in like a, you know, Europe or, uh, other country, it might be Uh, older. I don't know. The thing that I
2: can think of is like for, for like the world definition, you know, it would be like when you move out, when you go to college, that kind of thing. But I feel like for when it's, when you're a believer, it's whenever you, you have read the word of God and it's convicted you to be different. Mm. You know, it's like, um, Oh my gosh, I don't remember who says it in in scripture, but they're like, I would not have known these things unless you know the Lord taught me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's like, you know, in that case, like you can't necessarily blame a boy for being a boy if he's never been convicted, you know, by the Spirit for doing anything else. Right, and that's why we don't hold the world to the standard of believers. Um, so my my answer to that would be like, not necessarily an age, but like when do they when do they know better? Um, like as a Christian, when do they know the really the standards answer. of God? Um, cause it could be really at any age. Um, and obviously it might happen a little slower if they're younger in age, just cause they're, you know, emotionally immature in some ways. But yeah, it's, it's crazy how, how long we give girls and guys, but especially guys like a long leash and being like, Oh, you're good. You'll figure it out sometime, you know? Yeah.
0: We use the phrase like, he's just a kid. Like he will figure it out. But more often than not, it's like, mm, he knows what he's doing. But I like that answer because it really does depend on if they know better. Because we hold that judgment against other people, whether it be kids or adults, when it comes to like anything. And it's like, but do they know any better? Because uh, one factor that I was going to bring up that could be a reason for why there's a lot of boys instead of men, is because of the lack of like example in their life. I think that uh, when we talked about it last week with divorce being through the roof and we didn't even get like, we were just sharing your guys' uh, like personal experiences with it, but we didn't even talk about the implications of what it can do to kids. And I think a huge one is the lack of um, father figures in households. Um, and even at that point, if they do, it doesn't mean that they have a good father figure. That's like a good example to live up to. And you can gauge that how you want. But I think the point is, is what we would see as like the uh, fundamental gauge for us as believers is like a, a dad who strives to be like Christ and is involved with his church and like at, at the bare minimum is doing those kind of things and like leading his family. Um, but I would say that that's another big reason why we see a lot of boys over men is because I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe dads have a, um, like a, like a too much grace on their kid. Cause they don't want to come off harsh on them. Cause I know that there's like a, a weird thing going on right now with parenting where it's like, Oh, I shouldn't even punish my kid because that's wrong. And it, it, it makes them turn bad eventually. Or like they end up screwed up and doing drugs and stuff. If I punish them for parents
2: this. just want to be their kid's friends, right?
0: They just want to be their friends. Now they don't want to like discipline them. But along with that, it's, you know, where is the expectation from fathers of like, you need to be better about these things. And so th- I think that that's another big reason why, um, and, and, and I guess that this goes beyond is that we're, we can talk about being a man of God, but also just being a man and not being a child or acting in childish ways. And so like that standard goes, I think, even beyond just the like a Christian example of like, when can a boy become a man? I think that there's like typical expectations that all men should have when it comes to like being able to grow up and like learn that there's responsibilities and there's certain things you can't do because they're hurtful or... Damaging to like society or to women and that kind of thing. And then I think another one on top of that is that it's probably more fun to be a boy than be a man. You know, when you think about it, it's like, wait, but being a man means I have to like have responsibilities. It means that I'm held to a higher standard. It means that there's expectations. It means there's more work involved. But when I'm a boy, I can do whatever I want and kind of get away with it. I can live recklessly. I can live by my flesh. I can go do whatever I feel like I want. And so I think that there's also on that side that there's a lot of guys that know that they they should do better, but the temptation isn't just that um, uh, a fear of stepping into something that's more, but it's more just like, man, like they're feeding into that flesh and they're like, wow, I could do a lot more being a boy than I can a man. And there's a bigger standard. Um, so for someone who's thinking in that mindset, how do you like, how do you tell him that it's not worth being a man or, I mean, sorry, that's not worth being a boy and that it's worth being a man. If like, that's the kind of the mindset that they're battling. Does that kind of make sense?
2: Yeah. I think that's where the b- keeping people accountable comes in. Like, you know, it's obviously it's, you know, their choice, you know, when it comes down to it, but mm. it's first of all, like providing that ex- example of, Okay. You know, if, if you've never seen a good example of a man, you know, let me try and be that for you, you know, as I strive after Christ. But um, if they continue making those decisions, it's trying to understand, obviously, why they're making those decisions, because it probably has something to do with how they grew up, how they were raised. Um, but it's coming alongside them and trying to give them, you know, the, the better side to that, which is, you know, the gospel and living for God. Um, cause in, you know, I think in most scenarios, like that's probably never been something, something that has been, um, portrayed to them correctly, um, by somebody that's close to them. And, you know, I think the worst thing that you can do would be to just shame them of like making those decisions. There's a huge difference between that and by keep, by keeping somebody accountable. So having a relationship with that person in the first place is huge. Mm-hmm. And so them being involved in a church, You know, whether if they're in high school, it's like with their youth pastor or something like that or in a community group. But I think, you know, also trying not to fix them in a day um, and not fix them at all. But, you know, yeah, trying not to turn that around, you know, like, you know, automatically it's going to take, you know, if they've been a boy for 10 years, it's going to take just as long probably to get them to to learn how to be a man. Totally.
3: Do You guys have anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah, you're not going to be able to like coerce someone or control them into becoming a man. Um, and I also think that like, it's true. Um, like it could take 10 years for them to change their ways, but I also think that the Holy spirit is very, very powerful, powerful being able to like snap it, um, like quite quickly to wake them up. Um, and I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think invitation and example is the best way to provide an opportunity for them to make a decision towards going that way, Um, but not being like, yeah, condemning. Um, I don't think there's going to be much progress there. Um, And we can can brainstorm all these ways that, that we can guide someone into being a man instead of being a boy, but at the end of the day, like prayer is gonna be our most powerful thing um that we can do. And um quite honestly like the most simple, straightforward thing that we can do. Um so start with that at the very least.
0: Agreed. Another example or another idea on why I think that there are so many more boys than there are girls. I mean, not girls, men, Men is (laughs) population control. Uh, No, is because I think that when you're in like that high school phase, most guys see that that's what they like. Girls like that. Mm -hmm. Like girls entertain the idea of a boy chasing them versus pursuing them the right way. Or goofing around, or you know, breaking the law, doing the adventurous thing, whatever those things are, it's entertained by the girls, which is in when (laughs) in the guy's mind during high school. That's the most influential person in your life is girls and attractive girls and what they think about you. It's just that's just the natural reality of it. Once you obviously like grow up a little bit you realize that that's not the case. But I think that even from my personal experience, whatever got the attention or whatever got uh, girls to entertain that exciting kind of behavior, um, I would lean into that. And so I think that that's, and that's not to say like, you know, high school girls need to do better. (laughs) Like, I mean, like I, I, you could say that and make case for that. And sure there's, there's a place to, to teach and to pour into this next generation to, to, to behave differently and to not entertain those things. But also like, this is also just a natural part of the flesh and we're young and we don't always, you know, you might have a message on how to be a man of God versus being a boy. But if you miss that service that week and they just move on to the next one, it's like, you might not hear that sermon for another like two years. You know what I'm saying? Like you could just happen to miss those exact sermons. And so unless like, it's a universal, everybody's pouring into this topic. It's like the hot topic on the, like, for instance, a couple, couple years ago, like everything about race and racial inequality and that kind of stuff was on every single platform out there. So everybody was being educated one way or another about the topic, but it's never become a hot topic for everyone to all be on the same page and let's say, you know, hey, we need to talk about the difference between a boy and a man or a girl and a woman. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, there has to be not just accountability of the church, but just accountability, of account- <laughs> I can't speak, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't speak all, <laughs> uh, accountability for all leaders and guys that, you know, I would say spe- specifically guys, because as boys, we're looking for men as an example. I mean, women can pour into that. Sure. Like absolutely. But I think that guys do naturally desire to find a man who leaves that example. Um, and so my challenge is and encouragement is to any like influencer leader, pastor like in different platforms outside of just sunday service to preach on these things because that really does help now i don't know the full story about it but you guys obviously know who mark driscoll is right and mark driscoll was super controversial because he pushed super hard on men being like men of god but um even pushing the envelope of like what that looks like and um, had some obviously some harsh opinions on things but nonetheless it was really attractive because guys weren't getting that anywhere else there was no like you just need to do better and that was one of the things I appreciated about our leader in high school is that whenever we were messing up or doing something that we knew we shouldn't have done he would just tell us straight up just be like you're better than this get over that or move past this like be better you have an expectation or a standard like live up to that and Like maybe some guys would get offended by it, but I think the majority of us really appreciated that that like harsh truth because it really told us like you're right, I should be better than this. Like right now, my my standard is compared to that of the world, and I'm not doing anything for the kingdom or for the glory of God if I'm living at the same expectation as what boys do today. Mm -hmm. But if we are called to a higher standard or to a higher living or a higher calling for how we are to live and to be holy, then partially that's exciting for guys because we see that there's something that's above and beyond what the world is saying that we get to be a part of. And when you get to live that out, personally, like for me, it excited me because I I was like, dude, like I'm living to my purpose. Like this is what God called me to do. Like this is what I'm commissioned to do. And when you live in that, you experience more life than just the excitement and fun that comes from being a boy. So that's that's just like my personal experience with that. But uh Amen, yeah. brother, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know is there anything else you guys wanted to add on the difference between a boy and a man what's what's your guys' uh message to boys all around on how they can be more manly um, man i think God?
2: if you're listening to this and it i don't want to i don't want to sound you mean hurt but like feelings. if it does hurt your feelings like get take. over it <laughs> <laughs> right. get, get over now. it move on no but like look look at yourself a little bit in the mirror there because there might be a reason why it's hurting your feelings mm-hmm. um and it could be because your heart is hard because you know these things, you know, because you are called to a higher higher standard as a believer, as as a man of God. And so, like, look into that. Don't just brush it off and be like, those guys don't know what they're talking about. They don't know me. They don't know what I've been through, all these things. And you're right, we probably don't. But, like, the Lord does, and he still calls you to that higher standard. So, Amen, so have this off of your heart and mm. take I'll, responsibility. Of along
1: that. with that, too, like when you and i don't know if it's isaiah but someone and you like made that list of like a godly wife like if you're a guy and you want to make that list and like you feel very confident in what you want in a wife like i would challenge you then to look at that and then see if you fit that too mm. like you said like when you have that list of like this is how to tell between a boy and a man well same thing with women like women also like are really bad at taking ownership it's not just a boy like girls right. do that too so like Think about those things and apply them to like, okay, if you're asking this to someone else, are you like that too? Mm. But also ask your friends, mainly maybe someone you actually look up to and you're like, man, this guy's really cool. Ask him like, hey, where can I improve? Yeah. Like where's an area that I like, do I take ownership? Do I make a lot of naughty jokes? Like, am I inappropriate? Do I curse a lot? Like question those things.
0: Yeah. Which is super hard to do. Oh yeah. Like it's one thing to say it, but the next is to actually sit down with a person in leadership and ask them, how can I do better? Because it's not about like performance and like a job where it's like, hey, what area can I do better? And they're like, oh, well, you could probably do better in like, you know, your communication with like this department or the marketing or whatever. It's like when it comes to your character and who you are. That's a hard question to That's ask. like a, because you're basically going to get punched in the face because you're like, well, you're acting like a child in these ways. <laughs> when if they say
1: nothing, they're lying.
0: Or they just don't know you well enough. What's right.
2: it like to be on the other side of me? That's the question that.
1: We had uh,
2: some of our guys ask on a road trip, like mm-hmm. in our community group. Wow. That was really helpful.
0: Mm, that's a good question. That
1: is a
2: good
0: question. I wasn't on that car or in that car. I think I think you in the other car. I drove in the other car. Yeah. We just talked about guns hey, and anyhow. fishing and <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. sports. <laughs> What's it like to be me? Amazing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, thank you guys so much for being on this episode with us. If this was beneficial to you, share it. Let your friends know about it. Uh, you can also like this on Spotify. It takes you like all a matter of like five seconds if you just want to press a button real quick. Ready? One, two, three. Boop. Ali, you were supposed to make the sound effect. You- he did. Yeah, but you didn't make the sound effect. You can Venmo Boop.
2: me you can- <laughs> if you like this episode. <laughs> In order for Connor to be a man, he
0: has a certain financial goal, and if you want to help him get there, you can Venmo him.
1: <laughs> anyway. we're almost to six six figures we're almost there <laughs>
2: Ali said I'm not a man unless I have this many dollars <laughs> she said a whole twelve dollars
0: alright well we love you guys thank you so much for being on this episode and we will catch you guys in the next one peace out peace. see ya bye